Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, featuring Rob Bro. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All you could find friendly folks out there who wish you were. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. We'll turn morning into afternoon with you fine folks here in the Arctic Air Studios. Going to 1 o'clock on ESPN 960 in San Angelo. And I'll be pleased to listen in on Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. You could already be texting in right now. You know what we do on Mondays. 806-855-3712. We're handing out those helmet stickers. The highly coveted Raiderland helmet stickers. There are many helmet stickers, only one Raiderland sticker that goes to anyone and everyone who deserves a little recognition from the weekend. You also tell us flat out, what do you believe to be true to start the week? Can't run around willy-nilly. you got to know what you believe to get the week going. So you could be texting in right now on that. In addition to all the news and topics of the day, 806-855-3712. We've got a lot of basketball, a lot of tech baseball to look at as the uh, conference realignments turn. The ACC got bored with uh, the Pac-12 getting all the attention, so they decided to crank things up back late last week and over the week. And we'll talk about the Florida State Regents meeting and, uh, well, the Clemson AD basically saying if we don't get more, we're leaving. Hey, by the way, good luck with that. So uh, all that going on today, plus your uh, fun question of the day, 806-855-3712 if you're listening on the app. We thank you for that. If you haven't downloaded it, go to kkm.com. Do it right now for Talk 103.9 FM. Turn on the notifications. You might want to get notified about things sometimes. Follow the station on Twitter at Talk 103.9. Me, I'm just Ryan Hyatt. At Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter, the show never ends. And you can see everything we do at our website, theraiderland.com. We come back in the evening with the daily broadcast usually around 6.30-ish, highly interactive online fun. So join us there. Easiest way to do it, follow us on Twitter, at Ryan Hyatt Media. He's Rob Bro. He pulses the people, king of hand of the day. He's one-third of the gambling gauchos. He's host of the Rob Bro Show from 1 to 2 Monday through Friday on Talk 103.9 FM. Uh, happy Monday to you. We survived the weekend, and uh, I think it's safe to say, quite literally, uh, blown away by all the exciting sports activity that we had over the last 48 hours. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe just blown away. There was fog on the road Saturday night when I was driving back into town. Right. And then I don't think I could have gotten home on Sunday night. <laughs> I think I would have been lost. I mean, I'm a Panhandle South Plains lifer. Never seen anything uh, quite like what we've seen no. the last week or two. And then certainly yesterday was an all-timer. Even going back to the a month ago with the snow right. that came out of nowhere and then left immediately. It was like 70 the next day. Going back to that, this has been a really weird, we'll call it winter. If, if you had bit. told me Friday morning Tech would play all four games, every inning of those four games, I would have laughed. Uh, me too. I was like, ah, there ain't no way that's going to happen. And even yesterday, I was like, I couldn't believe they ended up playing the whole nine. Yeah, and I was there from the second to the eighth. Yeah. In, it. in uh, the first game to the last game on Saturday. And it was very cold. Yes, it was. I was going to leave 
in the middle, but I had an extra jacket in my car I didn't know about, so I went back out there with extra oh, layers. Some reserve, yeah. some reserve warmth. I had some extra layers, yeah, so I went back in there. Oh, it's just another typical uh, West Texas weekend, no doubt. Uh, so we'll get, we'll get your thoughts, a lot of different things. Obviously, Tech men's basketball falls to TCU. Uh, not necessarily a heartbreaker, but uh, another close loss and a day in the Big 12, 83-82. Um, does that destroy and derail any shot at an NCAA bid? Nearly. It nearly does. There's still a path. We'll discuss it, and we'll get your thoughts on the game. Um, and baseball, obviously, sweeping over the weekend as well. Now, here's your question of the day. Good crowds, pretty energetic crowd uh, there at basketball. We've seen uh, United Supermarkets Arena turn into a pretty tough place to play over the last several years. We uh, we see it in football. Uh, heck, even Dan Law Field, Rip Griffin Park, when it gets rocking and Raider power is echoing and bouncing off of the uh, science building beyond and Back towards Jones Stadium, uh, some pretty good home field advantages that Texas Tech has. Today I want to ask you guys, what do you think, which sport does the crowd influence the most? Not specifically Texas Tech, I'm talking in general. All sports in general. You know, we talk about home field advantage and what do you get for home court? and what's, it, what's the crowd worth? And some places it's worth more than others. But which sport do you think really gets impacted more by the fans in attendance, that it actually alters the outcome of the game, and it does become a part of the script. And obviously, some sports are different; some places are different. That you might say one, you know, if we're going, and this is all all, all the way high school, college, pro doesn't really matter. It it depends. Yeah, it, even lot. on uh, stadium construction. <laughs> right, it depends on the venue, the building. But I'm curious to see today, because there were some Tech fans frustrated Saturday. You know, can't get a call at home, just like Kansas. Never can get a call. What's the problem? Why can't, you know, aren't you supposed to get calls at home? Which I thought Tech did pretty well on that front Saturday. Yeah, you didn't get a few key calls, which is what Kansas gets. Right. Kansas can foul twice as much as the other team, and then at the end of the game get one call. Yeah, the one when you needed the most. That's what everyone remembers. Right. Or they or a no call at the end of a game, and that's what Texas Tech wanted. Yeah, they wanted the no call, but yeah, you don't get home cooking as as much as other teams do, and when you get it, you don't think it's home cooking. No, that's the whole point. Exactly, and that's why fans be fans. Uh, so tell us what you believe to be true. Uh, Raiderland helmet stickers. Who gets yours this week? Basketball, baseball thoughts. And then uh, which sport does the crowd influence the most? If we're not hitting on something you want to hit on, you guys know what to do. Get on the text line, 806-855-3712. you got to use the 806 or it goes to the angry man in Florida. I hope he's getting a lot of dirt blowing in his neighborhood. 806-855-3712. Doughboy leads us off today, our resident trucker in Raiderland. Guns up trucking, shout out. Uh, he's in West Texas right now, going to dump a load in Odessa, head to Abilene, to Midlothian, and hopefully I missed all the dirt from the weekend. Don't worry, Doughboy. We'll make more. We don't want you to feel shortchanged. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, texter on the text line where the cool textures are. I think this loss was a perfect microcosm of how this season has transpired. Played hard, came up short. Tourney talk is now over. Uh, I agree with the idea that it was a little bit of a microcosm, but really I think what we saw was the the reversion back to the no-middle defense became no-problem defense for TCU, that almost everything that I that, that I believe transpired in that game that contributes to a loss, uh, it's your defense. You gave up 83 points. 
It, it was the defense. Offense was okay. Offense was pretty good. Enough to win, but you consistently couldn't get stops other than about a, what, a two-minute, 45-second stretch. You could not get stops when you needed them. The de- it was the defense, which, to the Texter's point, what has been the major problem, for the most part, with this team all year, the defense. You add in some turnovers, which seemingly is a first-half deal. I'm still amazed at the uh, turning off of the turnover machine in the second half. Now, is in, is, is Turney talk all but over? Yeah, it's almost over, but not quite. Not yet. Texter says, say what you want, disagree if you must. I believe we are being outcoached. What's confusing is that our coach has lost confidence in his own decisions. Interesting statement. Interesting uh, context, obviously watching some of the post game. Uh, Rob, we can debate all we want about uh, the, the final minute or so and the foul, non-foul sequence and the uh, timeout not taken. We've watched it for years. I've watched it for 20 years. And uh, more often than not, no matter who is coaching Texas Tech, it seems eh, they've let it play out. They re- let it roll. Now, I, I can make arguments for both cases for the timeout or not to call a timeout in that moment. With the amount of time left and what you were hoping to catch a defense on its back foot, right, and not give them time to set up because you know what you got to do. You got to get it up court and you got to you got to take a shot. So I, I I can argue that now that in the end of a football game you have plays called or situations right. you call two plays. It's likely that Mark Adams said, "Hey, if they score, here's the play at the end of the game and the other timeout." Yeah. So this is what we're doing. That play could have already been called and you don't need to reset sometimes you don't need to but i w- i had more issues with not fouling earlier right and and after the game adams basically said hey they were supposed to we didn't do it right which boggles my mind because you know what's the easiest thing in the world to do foul foul yeah it's easy to foul before the ball is even inbounded in that situation to get you to the limit well, I, that the boggles com- my mind. The conversation, the conversation in the huddle must have been, let them take a second off mm-hmm. and then foul. Yeah, and it wasn't a spot on the court, but timing, and that's probably why the timing was off. But yeah. when they got the ball where they did, you needed to foul earlier because it was on the baseline. Then I think if we're going to go coaching decisions, if we only pick apart a final, if we're going to take a minute of a game and pick it apart. Right. Uh, like there wasn't 39 other game right. mid-time minutes to And again, the, game, the yeah. biggest thing, the defense was putrid Saturday. You were back to the no-problem defense. For long stretches. Bottom line. But if we want to pick apart at the end of the game, what had happened earlier in the first half on an inbounds for TCU? They had a five-second violation. Why yeah. did they? Because Fardos, Fardos Amac was on. On the sideline inbound, you can't run. You have a fixed spot, and you could have taken away the entire ability to enter the ball to the right and down low, which is exactly where the ball ended up getting inbounded to. Yep. You could have forced that up high or even a backcourt really. You know, you could have... That was the one thing that I didn't get in that moment. So what you did have was Fardos just down there standing there against air. Well, and you're looking at 
you know, Utah State Fardaws. Yeah. With the eraser. He's not been an eraser in Big 12 play. No. And if the plan was to foul before they got to the basket, why is he standing at the basket? Right. That was that was the one thing of all of the, if we want to nitpick again, that was the thing that boggled my mind. Right. That you have a guy who'd already disrupted an inbounds earlier, and you chose to have him guard air. Yeah. Okay. 39 other minutes to go win the game. Starts with the defense. And not to pile on Fardos, but no. there was an empty possession a minute earlier where you could have taken the lead, I think, maybe a possession or two earlier mm-hmm. or tied it. Uh, whatever it was, during the comeback, you had an empty possession that I thought killed the game, and then you finally took the lead anyways. But that empty possession was bigger than the final possession, in my opinion. And if I remember, they came down and scored. So it ended up being about a four-point yeah. Five point swing at that moment, if I'm yeah. thinking correctly at the time. I don't remember if it was it allowed him to get back to seven with a couple of minutes left or if it was later in the game, but there was a really bad empty possession mm-hmm. after like the first two stops of the game, it seemed like for Texas Tech, at least <laughs> in the second half. All right, we gotta take our first time out of the day. It is Monday. You tell us what you believe to be true to start the week. Raiderland helmet stickers need to be handed out. you got plenty of candidates uh, out there uh, in the world of sports and non-sports. And then we ask you the question of the day, which sport does the crowd influence the most? Which sport is influenced most by crowd? 806-855-3712. Jam up the text line. Use that 806-855-3712. Quick break. We'll come back. We're just getting rolling. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. It's 1121. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Rowe. Take you to 1 o'clock in the Arctic Air Studios. Just getting rolling on ESPN 960 in San Angelo and in Lubbock. Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. Question of the day What sport do you think is most influenced by the crowd? Which sport is influenced more by the patrons, the spectators, or the rowdies than any other sport? Uh, you tell us what you believe to be true. Uh, starting the week, Raiderland helmet stickers being handed out. And then, uh, of course, uh, Texas Tech basketball falling 83-82. Tech baseball sweeping Western Illinois. Anything and everything in between that's on your mind. 806-855-3712. Rob Texter on the text line posits, did Mark Adams seal his fate on Saturday? It depends on what you believe his fate to be true. Again, I would say probably no, that uh, any and all problems that would regard the uh, future of him at Texas Tech have largely, if not entirely, been off the court this year. Mark Adams sealed his fate to have another year in Lubbock. Sealed his fate. Uh, All right, so the path. Let's get this out of the way. Kansas is must win. Oklahoma State is must win. That that's it. That's I, where you are. I don't think they are. I think it's the you only lose way both. you can get there. But yeah, I think you have to win the Big Twelve tournament. Do you think it doesn't yeah, matter? I yeah, I don't think it matters what the regular season does at this point. Right now, Dave Alm and our guy at bracketville.wordpress.com, fantastic bracketologist, bracket matrix winner, top five almost every year. He's got tech at seventy nine on that S curve. So basically. Here's the neighborhood you're living in on the seed list line, okay? Outside the tournament, 
Arizona State at 69, 70 Michigan, 71 North Carolina, 72 Utah State, 73 Charleston, 74 4 Penn State, 75 Clemson, 76 New Mexico, pardon me, 77 Tech, and then uh, Seton Hall, 78, Oregon, 79, North Texas, 80. So that's what you would have to to get to the bubble. Can I say one thing that's unrelated? Oh, yeah. Can people stop begging for Grant McCaslin to come to Lubbock? Where is that taking place? It, uh, I see it all the in time. In what like alternate every, universe is that taking place in? Like every list where Mark Adams is getting replaced this year, I see people saying Grant McCaslin. He was a hot name two years ago and has not done anything since. No. He's in Conference USA, right, still? I believe so. Before they move next year to the AAC? Is that what it is? Yeah. Either way, he's 80th in the, <laughs> in the rankings there in the Conference USA. He's he's not a big-time coach. And your offense would get worse with Grant McCasland, and the defense would be mediocre as well. Yeah. But he is a defensive-minded coach. You love 50 points a game both ways. Yeah, and he's not a he's not an like he's not a great recruiter. I know it's North Texas, but you can get guys to North Texas, and he he doesn't out recruit Conference USA. He doesn't win in Conference USA. He is not a Power Five coach. Dare we say Kermit Davis? Uh, yeah, I mean he'll get an opportunity because he's done it at, at North Texas a couple of times, but he is not consistent in. You don't want to go from Mark Adams to Grant McCaslin. No. That would not be a change. Mark Adams is better than Grant McCaslin. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, Hoops HD, uh, Chad Sherwood's site, nitty-gritty number. Tech, 65. That's down eight. You had pushed it as high as 57. You needed about 17 more spots, 15 more spots on that nitty-gritty to get into the conversation. So now here we are. Uh, is there a path? Yeah. And you may be right. It, it it may not matter if you beat Kansas and Oklahoma State if you don't win the Big 12 tournament because of the log jam we talk about. So there you go. So what do we believe to be true? Hey, it was fun while it lasted. I'd like to thank the Red Raider basketball team for giving us two and a half weeks of something to talk about that got us to a Red Raider baseball. The entire pitching staff today gets a, a Raiderland helmet sticker. Everybody who took the mound this weekend out at Dan Law Field, you deserve a Raiderland helmet sticker. They pitched, I thought, amazingly well under the circumstances, and they continue to attack the strike zone for the most part. And if it was any other weekend, I would be worried about the late scratch from Bo Blessy, but there's no reason no. in that weather to take a guy, especially with your offense. Yes, yes, yes. I was really worried about Mason Molina on Saturday because you had a couple of really long innings. S and and him with, sitting down. With Tabor Fast and, and all the guys that pitched this weekend. Yeah, it's it's one thing to sit for 35 minutes in 82-degree weather. Right. It's another thing when it's 48 Yeah. and the wind chill is, is lower. Well, that's, I, that's why I hate these early season series, man. Yeah. I just You just try to live through them. I mean, you, you have to play. Yeah, you've right? got to play somewhere. You've got to play somewhere, and you want to play at home. And, hey, shout-out to Gonzaga for coming down here. Yep. Shout-out to Central... I keep Western Illinois. Central, Western Illinois. I don't know how many times this weekend I've called them. You know, th Illinois. they thought, hey, man, we're going down to Texas. Yeah. This would be, be great warm. weather. Yeah. Oh, no, Lord, it no. wasn't. But in some ways, they were probably more prepared. I would agree with that. There was a funny uh, interaction in the stands I had. 
I was sitting in front of this, the, I'm going to say it again, Western Illinois Faithful. Right. They flew down. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. Family, I guess, but uh, they were, they had just walked up, and I guess one of the guys forgot something or wanted something that was up there, and the lady was like, well, you can go next time. The stadium is huge. <laughs> I, so I looked up their stadium. It's just a couple of bleachers, like right. a high school stadium. The dugouts are in like shipping containers outside the. Uh, yeah. It's just that's what it's tech a fans, different world. Tech fans don't understand so much no. of college baseball and teams that love to come to Danlaw Field because of the experience that they get yeah. to play at Danlaw Field. Yeah. It is in a bit a way that I think Tech players used to not now, right? But when you went to Minute Maid or Arlington or you know Dell Dyer, play you know Pro Parks and go, yeah. oh wow. You know what? Now that's not so much. Well, and I think we take They're it for granted it. a little bit too because, you know, the stadium experience, like let's say in Stillwater now, right. Dishfall. Everybody and, in the Big Twelve is yeah, like this. Yeah, so it's it's not as cool, <laughs> right? Yeah. To go out and you've played at AAA parks and you've yeah. you played at uh in Amarillo, Hodgetown. So it's not striking to you, mm. but it's funny to hear Western Illinois people talk about it like no, you go down the one flight of stairs. Like we yeah. don't have to do that at all. And it's so like it's so easy to get to the concession stand yeah. at uh, Dan Law. But it was just funny to like you. You take the half mile yeah. back. Like and, and and shout out to the Leathernecks, the fighting the Leathernecks. Yeah, they battled. They, they played hard. They did uh, Colonel Rock Hansen proud. And they got chippy when they were up four on Sunday. They were screaming into the Tech dugout. Yeah. Tech immediately came back. 13 runs later. 806-855-3712. We'll get back to your text messages. They're stacking up over there. But you guys jam up the text line. 806-855-3712. What sport does the crowd influence the most, in your opinion? What do you believe to start the week? And then uh, Raiderland helmet stickers. Who gets yours? Tech basketball in your mind? We will certainly entertain that. More baseball talk, too. 806-855-3712. Quick bottom of the hour break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Then we will. It's eleven thirty-five. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. We got you till one o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios. As you listen in on ESPN nine hundred and sixty in San Angelo and in Lubbock, Talk one hundred three point nine FM News Money Sports. Getting in on the text line early today eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. Handing out Raiderland helmet stickers. Anyone and everyone who deserves uh, some recognition, sports or otherwise, we find out every money. What do you believe to be true? And the question of the day, which sport do you think is most influenced by the crowd? 806-855-3712. Men's basketball falls to a TCU, 83-82. Is the path forward still there to the NCAA tournament, we should say? And uh, Tech Baseball sweeps Western Illinois. 806-855-3712. The texters are on the text line, Rob. Texter says, I believe a three-game winning streak gets Tech into the tourney, either KU, Okie State, West Virginia, or Okie State, West Virginia, KU, UT. All right, so there's your permutations. As I understood it, there would be no math involved. Uh, bottom line, got to uh, gotta win your last two regular season games minimum, 
and then you got to go win two games minimum at the Big 12 tournament to be in the conversation. That would get this Tech team to the bubble for the conversation. But as we illustrated earlier, Rob, the problem right now isn't you. It's the teams ahead of you. Yeah, I guess it's the same math involved, seven Big 12 wins and then a win or two in the Big 12 tournament. Yeah. But I just I feel so poorly about winning in Lawrence that it seems like a completely conversation than the yeah, same conversation we had at the end of last week. Agreed. So, and again, every year we talk about how the Big 12 tournament doesn't matter. But now we're saying it does because yeah. you need a win or two. And and I know we always give the caveat that, well, it matters for the teams at the bottom of the conference trying to punch in. But right. And that's not been you. It just... It it feels, it feels like Saturday was your chance. I agree. It, it seemed to suck a lot of air out of the room, and it it was frustrating. In some ways, that you played so poorly for a long stretch of the game, and there was no urgency. No. It it felt like a tournament atmosphere for TCU for a lot of the game. They they knew it was a must win, but you just blanked. At the end of the first half, and then for the first ten minutes of the second half, I I know they didn't they didn't really stretch out the lead. I think they got it to twelve late because you were finally being aggressive, and they caught you a couple times. Right? Was it twelve? I think that's right. Twelve or thirteen. You uh you though on Friday, you know the old uh, I don't have a great feeling about this, but right. to more important, it was just it's su- it's such a big ask to have a team, any team go on a five-game win streak in this league. I don't care who you're playing or where you're playing them. You know, that's just that's just a huge ask. And, you know, at a certain point, it, it was just too much. Too much for this team for a lot of different reasons. But they were the same old reasons. Bad defense, turnovers, put yourself in bad spots. Texter, how did you guys manage to blow the dust to Dallas today? It's not as bad, but dang, I thought I left that behind. Uh, hey, free of charge, you know? You're welcome. Everything is West Texas, including the uh, Metroplex. Texter, uh, one good thing about Adams returning next year is the likelihood uh, better season tickets is trending upwards. Ouch. See what you did there. Texter as well. Uh, Why isn't Pops getting freed up more? I didn't see a lot of screens being set. Also, I expected him to get the last shot. Hook and ladder. uh, Helmet sticker to Tech track and field. We'll get to track and field here in just a minute. What do you took? uh, Isaacs took, I believe, seven shots, and six of them were three-pointers. And in that situation, for him to get that shot, you needed to inbound the ball to him. You needed, much much like how you got Mac McClung the shot, remember a couple years ago down there in Austin, and he ran up ran up the floor and he had the ball yeah. and he took the shot. You, the guy who gets the inbound is going to take that shot most likely. You ran the same play against West Virginia and Kansas State with seconds left at the end of first halves with Pop. Yeah. And this time you and I understand wanting O'Banner to take the shot or Davian Harmon, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think either of them. Maybe Davian Harmon brings the ball up the floor and gets it to him, but then you're then you're risking. I, yeah, it's the, it's more the, of a the risk. Two seconds that it takes to make that exchange right. and get set up. Yeah, the guy with the ball's got to take the shot there. The guy bringing it up. Yeah, and you have to have it's like a kick return. You have to have screens set up all the way down the floor so he can get down the floor. Again, when you put yourself in that spot, there's no real good play. 
There's no great play. Unless, of course, you're the Iowa Hawkeyes against Michigan State. Helmet sticker to them. Or the Iowa women where that one girl can just take it from anywhere on the floor yeah, and make heaven. it. She has unreal range. What's her name? Uh, I can't think of her name. But shout out to her because she is an assassin. And yes, Wes Kitley. Helmet sticker. Big 12 champions. They could have, after the 60-meter run where they got first through fourth with a 17-year-old a football player in his first meet, getting fourth place in the finals of the Big 12 tournament, uh, Big 12 meet, whatever it is, yeah. they could have stopped after that race with like six events left and won comfortably. Yeah. Dominating. <laughs> Dominating. Some, and some teams are built to win championships like that. Yeah. This Texas Tech men's track and field. In, in, deep. T- deep and in, in outdoor. Hey. I think they can do have the same components waiting for you. The indoor national championship, I think it's like in Albuquerque. Uh, but one of my track buddies, we have track insiders now. Yeah. Um, he was saying you're a top four team pretty easily if you just replicate. Right. If you mostly replicate, if you get to pretty good of what you just did because you dominated. If you're as good as you were this weekend... You could absolutely win a national championship in the indoor meet. Yep. I will contend this. You asked me what I believe to be true on a Monday, that the rise of Texas Tech track and field under under Wes Kitley and all of the coaches over the last 20 years plus, got started a little more than 20 years ago, is still the greatest elevation in achievement in Texas Tech athletics history because you barely sponsored track and or field for decades. It was a complete afterthought. Right. It just it didn't matter. And it was the same old bromide. High-level, elite track and field athletes will never come to West Texas. Bad weather. They don't want to run in the wind. You know, you got no facilities. There's no training. You will never, ever see guys go to Lubbock like you see in Waco or Austin or Arkansas. And Wes Kelly just said, no, screw that. Yeah. What's this? And I know Kitley was having success before 2000, uh, what was it, 14, 15, 16, yeah. when they built the indoor facility. But shout out to Kirby Hocutt, shout out to Cliff Kingsbury, who allowed that to yeah. get get done and, and do the uh, the fearless champion for it. So Game changer. Yeah, and it's it's been a combo of effort. With the football program and the track and field program, and it still is. Yeah. By the way, Tex poor. Yeah, Tex poor. Tex poor and can't afford the nice things. By the way, uh, Joey McGuire recruited players that scored in the track and field meet and the baseball <laughs> series this year. Yes, weekend. he did. So there you go. That's that's got to be a first, huh? Uh, texter, a plainsman in Dallas weighing in says a proponent of advancing the ball and taking a timeout to run an inbounds play from near midcourt with one or two seconds. O'Banner caught the ball at three-quarter court NBA, invariably advances the ball with timeout in end-game situations. Begrudgingly give credit to Jamie Dixon for a great substitution that forced the officials to stop the game with four seconds on the inbounds and allowed him to set his defense another reason to advance the ball and take the timeout. I don't disagree with anything right there. Yeah, it's frustrating when a guy like Jamie Dixon feels like you, you got outcoached. Yeah. Texter said, yeah, the path is still there, but the hill just got a lot taller and steeper. Yeah, I mean, there's no no margin for error. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It will take a really good coaching job 
on the floor and off the floor for this program, I think, to not be a no-show in Lawrence tomorrow. Yeah. To not get boat raced. That that you come off that gut punch. Yeah. And the reality the sets emotional in. Run. The euphoria of the run is over. Yeah. The magic of that is totally gone now. And now you're looking at the harsh reality. And I think all of the demons come back. It's one of two things. Either the pressure's off. Yeah. Or the pressure mounts. We'll see. What were your thoughts on not only the head pat from Eddie Lampkin late in the game, but the reaction from former players yeah. and current player, Lamar Washington, who got his head tapped, and Eddie Lampkin after the game where he DM'd Lamar Washington and apologized. Yeah, uh, Lamar said he didn't feel the tap. Norris Odiase, who we talk about a lot on this program, right. uh, said he would have been in the TCU bench getting a double tech, basically, or at least said Lamar Washington should have not let that slide. Um, I'm going to believe Washington saying he didn't didn't feel didn't it. feel it. Yeah. First, I'm going to subscribe to that too. In the heat of the moment and everything else, probably nobody really sees it or is rationally going. Hold on, did he just right tap him on the head? Yeah. And three, if you're Lampkin and you're not even part of the proceedings, great way to nearly blow up your team's chances yeah. if it had erupted into something else. Yeah, get off the floor. TCU, TCU people have a problem with being in their bench area. Yeah, Jamie Dixon is always on the floor. He's one of the worst of it in the Big 12. Yeah. Uh, there's a few more. Uh, Drew will get on the floor as Drew, well. Drew and then Jerome Tang. <laughs> Jerome Tang jumps like... I don't feel like he knows he's doing it. Tank's such a he's big just, dude, he's just there. And he's just wild, which you know? I love. But yeah. uh, the Jamie Dixon, he's just on the floor coaching. It's yeah. like, get off the floor. And the whole bench at times was on the floor Well, and with we the game seen, going on. We have seen, I think I think it was Chris Level who mentioned this on a broadcast, not Saturday, maybe it was, I don't know, that it has been wildly inconsistent, game to game, the officials' control of the bench areas. That needs to come from the Big 12. Yes. The Big 12 needs to t- make it a point of emphasis to the officials that in our league, the head coach will be up, everybody else will be down moderately. Every now and then an assistant coach does have to stand up right. and yell out, hey, w- w- you got this guy, whatever. It's, it's usually personnel related. But that the head coach is up, and he's in the box, and he's not on the floor. It's got to be enforced every game. And if you're a player in street clothes, you should be on the second row. Yes. You should not be on the bench if you're not playing. Well, there's nowhere to put them now. You got 72 guys in suits. Well, you have a second row. Put a manager in the locker room and put uh, Eddie Lampkin behind the row. But I mean, he Lamar Washington ran through a crowd of TCU people to get back right on offense. But to your point, in a different setting, in a different situation, that thing could have exploded. Yes, could have easily exploded into something really bad. In hockey, you have a goon, right? And. In a couple games this year, Daniel Bacho was your He was goon. your guy, yeah. He was forearm shivered coming up the floor. But you don't have that guy currently on this team. Mm-hmm. And I I think they competed for the most part on Saturday. I think TCU is a better basketball team right now. But they didn't look particularly tough. No. And they have looked tough the last couple of games. They just didn't look tough this Saturday. Again, it reverted. Everything reverted back to what you were watching yeah. three, three, four weeks ago. And I think the texter nailed it early on when they said this is a macro, macro, macrocosm, macrocosm, <laughs> a microcosm of uh, this season. Yeah. 
you're just not good enough. And it, that's because you're in the Big 12. You're a pretty good team, mm-hmm. but you're just not good enough to win in the Big 12 consistently. And but unfortunately, that's where Texas Tech currently plays. It's really hard to win five in a row in the Big 12. Kansas now has six in a row. Um following a three-game losing streak. Hey, it'll get easier next year when Houston shows up. Yeah. Houston and BYU. Yeah. I'm really interested to see what the basketball schedule looks like next year. I mean, year. quite literally, what you, look at what you're getting rid of with the OU Texas. You're getting rid of the worst team right now in the Big 12, and you're bringing in a number one seed yeah. in Houston who many think is the best team in college basketball right now. They are... It's, people still want to bring in Gonzaga? Yeah, they're the betting favorite what are we for doing? sure. Oh well, well, we're what are we doing? We're taking the time out is what we're doing. We're going to finish up hour number one of Two Strong. Get back on the text line eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. Which sport does the crowd influence the most? Is the question of the day. You tell us everybody what you believe to be true to start the week, and let's hand out some more Raiderland helmet stickers. We've got Tech baseball to look at. We got a helmet sticker coming up from Rob Rowe for Texas Tech baseball. We've got a few as well. Eight zero six eight five five. 3712. It's a quick break. We'll finish up hour number one of Two Strong. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. I'm Action Update on Talk 1340. The best way to start betting smarter is to sign up for a free VSIN subscription at VSIN.com slash subscribe. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Second half of the NBA season in full swing. The Celtics currently the plus-130 favorite to win the Eastern Conference. The Bucks at plus-190. Then the Sixers at plus-425. In the West, the Suns at plus-235, followed by the Nuggets at plus-340, and the Clippers at plus-475. Boston, the plus-325 favorite to win it all. Milwaukee at plus-550. College basketball, two ranked teams in action tonight, both in the Big 12. Ninth-ranked Baylor, a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against Oklahoma State, 142-and-a-half the total. 23rd-ranked Iowa State, minus four at home against West Virginia, the total at 134. For vcin.com, I'm Trey Westerberg. Talk 103.9. News, money, sports. Final segment, hour number one of two. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Got you to one o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios on ESPN 960 San Angelo and in Lubbock. Talk 103.9 FM. News, money, sports. Find out on Mondays what you believe to be true. We hand out Raiderland helmet stickers looking at Tech basketball and Big 12 baseball. Well, I guess not quite Big 12 baseball, but Big 12 teams playing baseball. Tech sweeps the Leathernecks of Western Illinois over the weekend. And a uh, lot, of, lot of chances to generate some helmet stickers, but one guy just had him a, he had him a season in a weekend. Yeah, well, just on the Big 12, TCU has played four quad one games already. Right. Two and two. They're going to be really battle-tested by yes. a Big 12 play. And all of a sudden, this weekend doesn't look great because A and M has not played well. No, and lost some games. They're way down. They in got the RPI. swept by who was it? Like Southern Illinois, yeah, or something. somebody like that. One of the Illinois directionals. Uh, all right. So Dylan Carter last year during Big Twelve play was nine of forty nine. He had nine hits this weekend in four games. This is in eighteen Big Twelve games, fourteen starts. He had zero home runs in Big 12 play, two this weekend. He had three doubles last season in Big 12 play, two this weekend. He had a triple. He did not have one last year. He walked seven times in Big 12 play, walked three times this weekend. 
had seven RBI this year, four RBI last year in Big 12 play, scored 10 times last year, scored seven times this weekend, had a stolen base this weekend, did not have a stolen base in Big 12 play last year. Dylan Carter hit 280 as a freshman, I believe, in that 2020 season. Right. And kind of got derailed. And then, in my opinion, has been injured for the last two seasons. I think he's finally healthy. He took the fall off. He did not play in the fall dealing with some injuries. Um, I think his body is kind of caught up to him now. And I don't think he'll do that the rest of the year. No, but... But this is the Dylan Carter you thought you were getting as a freshman. And sometimes it takes a couple of years like getting in college a new player. basketball. It's like getting a different player. Absolutely. And he did not start opening weekend. Um, at least not every game. He did play, but if he can be that guy and be that guy defensively, there was a play in center field he missed, but got back 40 yards to the fence in left center and got his glove on the ball. It was an incredible effort. And then he got one uh, later in the series going forward yeah. where he dove and got the, the electric play, and that, that's what he provides. You Okay, you make a great point there, and we're going to get back to the textures even if we can't get you – uh, during this segment, uh, started next hour. Okay. Some people, you know, were asking me about defense and do, do you got any early concerns? We're seeing some errors. And I'm like, okay, stay with me here. Yeah. Stay with me. Really fast teams that cover a lot of ground and get to a lot of balls make more errors than slow defensive teams that those are hits. That's just that a they gap don't double. get to. Yeah. You know, that yeah. you. One of the best fielding teams in tech history was in the late 90s. And they couldn't get to a ball to save their lives. Right. I mean, they were a bad defensive team that had a great fielding percentage. You will see this team make some errors because they got to a ball that most college players never get to. Well, and even in the infield, a lot of these, you know, seeing eye singles that Texas Tech is hitting that, that Western Michigan's not even close to. Western Illinois <laughs> is not even. I've never heard of Western Illinois until this weekend. Really? Okay. No, I. So I always think Western Michigan or Central Illinois. Anyways, Western Illinois was not getting to a lot of balls, and some of the errors you had in the infield, even, yeah, were diving plays where it's hitting the glove or in there, and then you're you don't get the transfer. Burns had one that you're just going, wow, I couldn't believe he even got there, and then yeah. the throw was off because, well, now I got to throw it. Yeah, and then you, you could have called them hits, you could have called them errors, but. Either so, way, to my point, don't worry about this yeah. team defensively. This is going to be this is going to be a very good defensive team that will take away a lot more, a lot more than you see given back on on an unearned yeah. run off errors. Especially until you see an infield play together for yeah. more than a game or two. Yeah. I have one more really quick helmet sticker, but I think I'll do it in the second hour. It's a story out of uh St. Joseph's College. The up Hawks. There, up there, yeah. St. Joe's. 806-855-3712. Helmet sticker day. What do you believe to be true to start the week? Tech basketball, tech baseball, all sorts of stuff happening. So text in during the top of the hour timeout. 806-855-3712. Quick break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Townsquare Media Network.
Brian Hyatt's Raiderland. Welcome back. Hour number two, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Congrats to us. We've done it again. We turn morning into afternoon with you fine people here in the Arctic Air Studios. You got you still 1 o'clock as you listen on ESPN 960 in San Angelo and in Lubbock. Talk 103.9 FM, News, Money, Sports. I'm just Ryan Hyatt at Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter. We come back in the evening about 6.30ish, recap the day's events together. Highly interactive, a lot of fun. Check it out by following us on Twitter at Ryan Hyatt Media. Also, check out our website, theraiderland.com. Original content, a couple of new columns up there uh, Sunday, and then everything we do we try to archive there. He's Rob Bro. Third of the Gambling Gauchos, the host of the Rob Bro Show from 1 to 2 on this very radio station. So be sure and follow him at Rob Bro Show. He pulses the people, and he is king of hat of the day. All right, so uh, what do we got today? we got question of the day. Which sport do you think the crowd influences the most? Uh, what do you believe to be true to start the week every Monday? I believe I am choking on dirt, by the way, still here in the studio. And then uh, Raiderland helmet stickers must be handed out today. Who gets your helmet sticker this week, sports or non-sports? Beyond that, Tech basketball losing to TCU at Kansas tomorrow. And, of course, Tech baseball sweeping Western Illinois. Is this team really good? To which I say, this Tech baseball team might be really good. Yeah. They were properly ranked and are properly ranked for now. I want to see... Series away from Dan Law. Yep. And Which I you will see, later on this week. Yeah, and I want to see how Gonzaga does in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, give me a reading on that. I think we know Western Illinois probably not going to be all that great shakes. That's okay. That was priced in going forward. I their offense might be all right. Yeah, they are very thin pitching, but they're they have some hitters. They got a couple of guys where you're just like, how did they not get recruited by anyone <laughs> else? But. Yeah, for sure. Now, they had some smaller guys that could just hit really well, and sometimes those guys don't get at big programs. But Yeah. Texture on the text line, 806-855-3712. Just going back to Jamie Dixon being on the floor and uh, what Lampkin did uh, late in the game. Said, wish Tyson would have run over Dixon after his three gave us the lead. Dixon on the floor at midcourt. He's always on the floor. Yeah, and if a player runs into a coach on the floor, it's a technical on the coach. I would absolutely, as a coach, tell my players, blow him up. Yeah. If he if, if Jason he's standing Kidd on the floor and you can see him, yeah. destroy him. Didn't Jason Kidd do that as a player mm-hmm. with the Mavericks? Ran over... I can't remember who it was. Somebody. Was it? Golly. I don't remember who it was. Now I can't either, remember. I, remember I, I vaguely remember this. And then as a coach, Jason Kidd spilled a drink for uh, for an extra timeout. <laughs> yeah. He's crafty. I wish he was more crafty with the Mavericks because they stink. They lost a 27-point lead to the Lakers last night. Hey, shout-out Darvin Ham, though. There you go, Darvin Ham with a big comeback. Helmet sticker to Darvin Ham coaching that comeback. Texter uh, playing right into our hands here, Rob. Uh Uh-oh. I realize early season baseball polls don't mean a lot, but how has Tech not moved any? Well, there you go. We basically just explained it. Yeah, they have moved uh, in the RPI. Yeah. Don't worry about the poll. The poll will take care of itself. Yeah, they're, they're fine. And if if the end goal is to get to forty wins, uh, seven and zero, eight and zero is really good. <laughs> yeah, eight eight and zero is a really good start. 
I mean, if you had told me you would be six and two right now, yeah, I'd go. Okay, that's that's baseball. That's good. You're winning right. series. You're you know you're doing well. You're blending in all these young freshmen. Right. Some of these guys should be in high school. Literally, some of these guys yeah. could be in high school right now. Both of the guys playing the majority at shortstop should be in high school. Both reclassified. That just blows me away. Uh, I would have been sitting at six and two. Go good. Yeah. You are you are making progress right here. You've obviously pitched pretty good. Even if it was a split against Gonzaga and, and a, a, full, sweep. a sweep, yeah, yeah, I would have been fine. But, but to sweep both, yeah, and you pile up those wins, and like you said, that's how you that's how you get a top eight national seed. Yeah, by doing things like that, because you still got to back it up in Big Twelve play. But if your spade card is, you know, you went right. seventeen and two or what? I'm just throwing a number out there. Right. Uh yeah, that gets you there. Texter wants to know if we have any thoughts. Oh, there's more. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a couple thoughts. Uh, do y'all have any thoughts on what's coming out of Florida State and Clemson? What is going to be the main topic of discussion at the upcoming Big Twelve meetings? Two, well, two things just immediately. Right. There is a buyout they can pay, but I think if they go to a new conference, especially if it's involved with ESPN, they still have to agree to that yes. number. And here's and thank you, and there you go. Right. ESPN has zero incentive to work with Florida State or Clemson right now. And the remainder of the ACC has zero incentive, the Clemson AD wanting unequal revenue sharing or else, well, you don't have an or else right now. You signed the deal. You're stuck. When Oklahoma and Texas were approached by Bob Bowlesby to re-up the current deal, they called Greg Sankey and left to the SEC because the deal was done in two years. Yeah. The Clemson and Florida State deal is done in 2036. They, they don't have the, well, we're just two years away. We could probably get out of no. here early. Hey, we're 15 years away. We could probably get out in 12. Like, I mean, it, no. that, that grant of rights for that league was the uh, college conference version of uh, the Deshaun Watson contract at Cleveland, all guaranteed. Yeah, we'll give you a dollar. It's a brutal situation. Now, yeah, I get it. Florida State, they had a meeting with their Board of Regents late last week, and the athletic department was laying out, you know, hey, I don't know if you guys know, but here's what we get, and uh, here's what they get in the Big 12 now, and here's what they – and um, we, we, don't, we don't think this is good. Yeah, and that, well, wasn't, yeah, a, no that wasn't a full report with conference payouts and everything else because no, there's some extra revenue that comes after the TV deal, but – I mean, it was a snapshot. And yeah, then, absolutely. And, and it's a bad snapshot for the ACC and for the Pac-12. It's a medium snapshot for the Big 12. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Big 10 is is numero uno. But we'll go, we'll go back again, and I appreciate the texter you know, giving us the rabbit hole to go down. ESPN has every economic incentive to destroy the Pac-12. Yeah. They have every monetary reason to kill it off as a viable entity, and then shift a couple of properties that they want into the Big 12. That is a good monetary decision for ESPN. It, it would be a horrible monetary decision to go back to the table with the ACC and pay double for Clemson and a Florida State program that is now, it's a department problem at Florida State. Right. People don't realize, I think, how dysfunctional. We, we still You still hear Florida State, and you think Jameis Winston a couple of years ago or the older people go, hey, you know, Bobby Bowden in Florida State. No, they're a shambles. Mike Martin doesn't live there anymore, you know? Right. 
So people hear Florida State and go, wow, what a brand. Well, not really. Not really. North Carolina's passed them up if you want somebody out there. Miami, Jim Laranaga, they're passing them up out there. So they can they can be mad all they want. There's no hope for them to go anywhere right now. And there won't be for several more years. And, and even if they do, the SEC wanted Texas and Oklahoma to get to the central time zone and to to you know move up with Missouri and yeah. and do all that. It made sense. It doesn't make sense to add Florida State for the SEC. They already have Florida. Yeah, they do, they don't need it. And or Miami. Now, to have UCF, Florida State, and Miami in the Big 12 could be really cool, but is that the move right now? And yeah. are you are you forcing your hand with the ACC when you can wait a couple of years for the the or are you forcing your hand with the Pac-12 when you can wait for the ACC? Yeah. That's what Florida State wants. Florida State wants to create that doubt to where hey, we might be available soon. Mm-hmm. Don't don't fill up, please. To which Brett Yormark can just go, eh, we'll see you in four or five years. Yeah. Let us know how it's going. Or ten. Yeah. Like, we'll see. But right now, there's there's not really anything they can do. Yeah. Now, I think the fact that they made it public means they're at dead ends behind the scenes. 100%. 100% on there's that. There's no reason to, to share that screenshot if you think there's actual movement going on. 806-855-3712 to get on the text line. And out Raiderland helmet stickers, talking basketball, baseball, everything in between. And everybody, you tell us what you believe. Texter on that text line. Helmet sticker. He's a UT runner, but also a Lubbock High product. Isaac Alonzo, fourth in the 5,000, fifth in the 3,000 at the Big Tour, Big 12 Indoor Championships. Good on him. And he's only a sophomore. Has he been gone that long? It just seems like the other day he was right. You know, running down there in Austin and uh, setting all sorts. Of, I think... I think he holds the LISD records at those distances, at, at the longer distances that they run. I think I've got that factually right. And you just look at him, he has that body type of, right. yeah, he can run all day. Yeah. You know? And then probably like a triple Whataburger with cheese, water-sized. The Don Williams look. Uh, Texter says, on the crowd noise or crowd influencing a sport, I'd say basketball crowd than football crowd. It really depends on the venue. It does. Depend on said venue. Yeah, and you see moments in a, a baseball game or a a football game where the crowd gets really loud. But I feel like in basketball, it's a, a longer period of time mm-hmm. that's affected. I think for me, it's basketball and baseball. Slight edge to basketball that the crowd influences more. Football is one of the least influenced sports by crowd. And I know people are going, what, huh? Well, it's no, the. It really is now. Yeah. You see some delay of games or some false starts because of crowd noise, but beyond that, it's. It virtually means nothing now in the NFL. Yeah. There are only two venues in the NFL where home field really matters Seattle is one, Minnesota is the other, and slight Lambeau field advantage. After that, the old days of everybody getting three points for home field? No. Yeah. Most of them were getting a point to 1.2. In the NFL. Well, an Arrowhead gets a lot of respect, but I think Patrick Mahomes has only lost division games at home. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's lost one on the road. Yeah. So, it, while, while football stadiums are great, and I, I do believe they affect the game, I would say basketball is probably the most prevalent. Now, baseball, to me, can also be highly affected by crowd because the baseball players can hear them. 
I was just about to say that. Uh, two things come to mind. First, uh, Bluebell at Texas A&M with the ball five thing. Right. Which Tech ball tries six. to do sometimes. Well, yeah, it's they a had raggy one good thing. One. They had one it. good one this weekend. Yeah. Uh, but those Texas A&M people know what they're doing and are very focused on it. Mm. And that's like their thing. Yes. And you can get to ball 12 and completely freak out a pitcher. Yeah. And also, one guy can affect a game in baseball. One good heckler can get into one guy's head and affect a game uh, in some ways that you don't get other places. Now, you can hear him in basketball, too, but... A little bit, but not quite as much. Baseball is prevalent. Now, you look back to like the J.J. Reddick stories where he, him in Maryland had all those battles, and Maryland people were just brutal to J.J. Reddick. But, yeah. When we come back, I'll tell you what I think is the ultimate uh, crowd impact on uh, sporting events. That's the question of the day. What do you believe to be true to start the week? You tell us, and then let's hand out some more Raiderland helmet stickers. Who gets your recognition, sports or non-sports? 806-855-3712. Got to use the 806-855-3712. Quick timeout. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. <coughs> Twelve twenty. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Got you to one o'clock in the Arctic Air Studios on ESPN nine sixty San Angelo and in Lubbock. Talk one hundred three point nine FM News Money Sports. Rob Bro Show one to two here on Talk one hundred three point nine. Which sport does the crowd influence the most, in your opinion? What do you believe to be true on a Monday in Raiderland? Helmet stickers being handed out today to those who deserve a little recognition. Baseball sweeps Western Illinois. Tech uh, men's basketball falls eighty three eighty two. It's Kansas tomorrow. And, uh, well, there's a slim shot because there's always the Big 12 tournament. And this team just may go win four straight. You just never know. They just won four straight. That's all they need to do now. How hard could it be? 806-855-3712. Texters are on the text line, Rob. Texter says, Tech Baseball was a top 20 program most of last season. Ended up as a three seed because of a low RPI. This season they have a good RPI and are still sitting at 24th in D1 Baseball. Make it make sense. I can their RPI is really not that good. It's in the 80s right now. Every win is against a team from 101 to 200. Your RPI is not very good. But here's the good news. It's way early. Yeah. This is the first year D1 Baseball has done an RPI in February. They've added a lot of advanced metrics. Uh, you know, Hard sell there for D1Baseball.com. They have added a lot of analytics and metrics and different things into their components this year that they feel pretty good about doing the RPI this early, but it will massively change. But right now, you didn't beat anybody. Yes, you are 8-0, and and you're right where you should be ranked. You should be just barely inside the top 25. And it'll get better. Yeah. Or, or it'll get worse. Up to 18, I believe, in Baseball America. Yeah. So there you go. Texture, I am football guy. I know better than to watch, listen to, or comment on Tech Baseball. But I have to say that I absolutely love listening to you guys talk about the team in the games. Good. That's your role. Yeah. You are, you are, football guy right there is staying in his lane. Hey, you should watch, though. But Yeah, go ahead and watch. It's okay. 
But normal football. This is not normal football guy. This yeah. is football guy learning. Yeah. This is football evolving. guy evolving here. Most football guys need to show up in mid-May so they can buy the postseason uh, shirt. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're trying to watch baseball this weekend, <laughs> you'll need the Flow Valley no. Sports. Oh yeah, product uh, South. What what is it? Southeast. I, I don't Valley know Sports Southwest. But it's not Valley Sports Southwest. Oh, is it the drop down one? It's the Houston one. Oh yeah, I forget they have their different one. Yeah. Either way, but you I don't have think it's it. Valley Sport. It's the Valley Sports equivalent that Houston does. It's not. It's not on ESPN Plus. It's not on Texas Tech. No. Dot com. Wherever you wherever you do your Houston Astros baseball watching is where the. Texas so this is where all three Astro fans in the market need to right. text in and say where they uh, where they watch the Astros from. Uh, and that is Rice at eleven a.m. Michigan at eleven a.m. on Friday and Saturday, and Texas A and M at seven p.m. I believe, yeah. or it's probably going to be like eight thirty. Eight thirty Sunday night. But whatever it is, when the Sunday game rolls around, I I like the two eleven a.m. first pitches because there's yeah. no issue with timing. No, you you normal routine it, uh, and then the A and M game, they know, they know they know who to put uh, put there. Yeah. Now I think who I think there's more teams than just. I mean, there's got to be more teams than four. There's got to be six full teams. Is it TCU yeah. in Texas? Maybe. We'll have to see, but I, I think that's going to be. A, I think that's going to be a really good weekend. Good baseball, great hey, baseball. I have a helmet sticker that's unconventional. Let's do it. Rice, rice football. Really? Speaking of rice, really, they made a great hire. Did you see this? I did not. At uh, right after our show started, Matt Step, high school football uh, genius Matt Step, tweeted out. Uh, Galena Park North Shore head coach John Kay has stepped down from his post to take a linebacker's coaching position at Rice. They got their McGuire. Yeah. They got their Joey McGuire down there. And they got a Houston guy to, to come over to Rice. That is a really good hire. GP North Shore could have probably beat Rice two out of the last four years. And I, I say with confidence that if Rice has a recruiting spike, uh, Kay will not be there for more than two seasons. Right. He'll be at Texas. Or somewhere in Texas, helping with recruiting. Mm-hmm. He'll be at a Big Twelve school, or that's cool. Somewhere, and some might say, "Well, that's a step down to go to Rice as a linebackers coach." <laughs> for no, uh, legitimately, yeah. But if you want to break into the college game, you take the first job offered, or one of the jobs offered. He probably has offered more than Did that. Did you say how old he is? Uh, no, he's in his forties, isn't he? Yeah, I think I think it's uh, really like Joey McGuire. Yeah, very very similar. I think age from making that jump from high school to the college ranks. I think. And if he's at Rice for five years and then goes to North Texas or or whatever equivalent, a jump from Baylor to Texas Tech would be mm-hmm. good for him. If that's what he wants to do, if he wants to be in the college game, if he's yeah. completed his mission, <laughs> and they've been very good at North Park, North Shore. Galena Park, North Shore, whatever yeah. it is. Western Michigan, North Shore. But good, good yeah. Good on uh, good on them. Texter has a helmet sticker as well. To my dad, who retires tomorrow after 40-plus years of law enforcement, 30-plus years as a state trooper doing everything from driver's license to firearms instructor, then the past 10 years captain working at the sheriff's office. Salute. Give the old hee-haw. Salute. Enjoy your retirement. Sir, you have more than earned it. Yeah, I, I don't have any family law enforcement, but I always watch the talking about rabbit yeah. holes from last week. But 
I always watch like the final calls on the radios oh. that always get real emotional. And I I do have family yeah. members in law enforcement, and that yeah, Those end of watch call is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plainsman in Dallas back in Florida State is analogous to a prisoner telling the warden he wants out early because he doesn't like the food. <laughs> the best thing about that is Florida State signed up for it. Those yeah. folks thought they was smart, and and again. Texas and Oklahoma had the same opportunity to re-up mm-hmm. on a deal that they didn't feel was good, but they didn't do it. They got offended and left. <laughs> Florida State said yes, sir, to yeah. the ACC. Yeah, we got to be a part of this. For how many years? Hey, stability. And it was Peace in our time. It was before a lot of the shakeup, or right after a lot of the shakeup, and they probably thought it was done. Mm. But. You know, there are a lot of dumb now, people involved in college sports. It looks really bad. There are a lot of dumb now. people involved in colleges, but there are a lot of dumb people involved in college sports that have There's been a making lot of decisions. Dumb people, you know, yeah, that just don't get it. Yeah, but thankfully for them, and again, hey, maybe the phone will ring here in about five or ten years for Clemson, and yeah. we'll see what happens. I've got a stat of the day for you too. Stat of the day, yeah, to steal bits. Yeah, uh, in 2022, this is from ESPN Stats Info. In 2022, Texas Tech led all Power 5 teams with 57 attempts on fourth down. Ten years ago, Georgia Tech led that group with 37 attempts. Yeah. Here's the fun stat. In 2012 and 2022, a Jimbo Fisher-led team was next to last. Interesting. It worked in 2012. Yeah. Didn't work quite as good this year. Quite get there in the old SEC. All right, bottom of the hour break. Get some more helmet stickers rolling in. Tech basketball and baseball thoughts. Question of the day, which sport do you think the crowd influences the most? 806-855-3712. you got to use the 806-855-3712. Bottom of the hour break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. It's 12.35, you got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Got you till 1 o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios as you listen in on ESPN 960 San Angelo and in Lubbock. Talk 103.9 FM. News, money, sports. You text in 806-855-3712. Which sport does the crowd influence the most? The question of the day. Every Monday you tell us what you believe to be true to start the week. You can't just be running around not believing anything. And then Raiderland helmet stickers being handed out to anyone and everyone who deserves a little recognition. Uh, sports or non-sports. Uh, Texas Tech men's basketball on your mind? Uh, I, I am, Rob, I'm just really having a hard time ginning it up anymore on the, hey, uh, a, a critical game at Lawrence. I mean, I, I just, I can't, I can't play the game anymore. So what do I believe? I believe it was fun while it lasted. They gave us two and a half, three weeks of uh, interesting stuff, and here we are. Uh, but, but it's okay because now March Madness is basically here. we got conference tournaments starting up this week. 
Obviously, next week, we made it. We got through it. They got us there. They bridged it all right. Tech baseball sweeping Western Illinois. You can uh, certainly hand out some helmet stickers on that front. 806-855-3712. And we've also reached the part of the week where, even though it's Monday, hey, the wind's only blowing 21 miles an hour. Hey, that's not bad. You get conditioned fairly quickly. Uh, helmet sticker to my wife, who vacuumed uh, the house uh, 47 times yesterday. Unbelievable. You guys can see what we were dealing with on my uh, Twitter feed at Ryan Hyatt Media. I put up a 34-second clip video, but yeah, uh, about 47 times vacuuming. Then uh, shout-out to uh, my littlest dog, 14 years old, hanging in there, little miniature schnauzer. Got blown over when she went out to take care of business. And this wasn't even at the peak portion, right? This was when it was just really starting to... And I had to laugh, Rob, because... So she gets kind of blown over a little bit, and, and then she's looking around for who did it. She thought one of the other dogs or something had got her. She was ready to fight because she's an angry German schnauzer. Most of them are. They're angry little dogs. And she was ready to go to war, but there was nobody there. So... uh Shout out helmet sticker to all of the uh, ranchers, all the uh, farmers, all the ag producers that are dealing with this drought right now and dealing with uh, topsoil erosion and uh, having to wake up every day and go through it. I don't know how you people do it. It is amazing. You get uh, you get a helmet sticker, and we could probably give one uh, every day on that front. 806-855-3712 for you to text in. Big 12 tonight, you get to sit back and watch a little Big 12 carnage Baylor at Oklahoma State, and you've got uh, West Virginia at Iowa State. And I was looking to see if we had seen any sort of line movement. And there we do, just within the uh, last few minutes. We see the uh, first movement to uh, go back to minus one. Or actually not back to, this is the first time it's been at minus one. So Baylor now at the station, they have moved them to a one-point favorite. Everywhere else it's one and a half. Uh, and then in uh, West Virginia and Iowa State there at Hilton, that is uh, pretty much consensus five. I see one four and a half that is populating wow. the landscape there at the Mirage. So uh, that opened at three. That, it quickly went to five. That's a West Virginia play, right? Somebody, yeah. Or, or do you think? Or do you think Iowa State bounces back after losing to Oklahoma and Hilton? Uh man, Iowa State's a little hard to figure out right now. Yeah, I would not bet on this game. I'm not no. trying to give yeah, no, advice, I, I, but... I, I, if I did, I might be leaning West Virginia, but I Hilton would... is so... Is it? Should be. Is it? Should be. Has it been this year? Hasn't been the last three weeks, has it? You go back to that Oklahoma State game, I think it was the Cowboys who, who took care of them there and it kind of exposed it a little bit. It, even when they dominated Texas Tech at home, it, it wasn't the crowd. No. And I know there's the Hilton magic, and they call it that, but... There's not been much magic in the last three weeks. This is uh, obviously for Oklahoma State a huge game for their chances right now. I'm not saying that a win would lock them up, but it would certainly put them in a, a very good position. Oklahoma State's seven and seven and ten. I believe that's right. Seven and eleven. The, uh, whatever. Uh, seven and nine. Yeah, I don't have the uh, ranking or the uh, standings up in they, front of me right now. They. Uh, this is from Ryan Mainville, but. With their conference record a little bit better than West Virginia's, they're a 25% chance to make the tournament about. And West Virginia's about a 50% chance. And West Virginia has five wins in the conference. Right now, Brackettville, uh, South Word Press, has West Virginia in their 40, on the, on the seed list, on the just the number. Right. They've got them at 44. 
Oklahoma State at 46 on that line for, uh, for the Cowboys. That's what you get for playing teams in the non-conference that end up being good. Yep. I think they played Pitt and Florida. And so, uh, UAB, I think, was was on the West Virginia schedule. They've been pretty good. So, I'll go to the uh, team capsules real quick. And for the Big 12, West Virginia, you look at their key wins. Florida, Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, UAB, uh, TCU Tech, Auburn, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, key losses, Purdue, but you played them. Uh, Xavier, K-State, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Baylor, Oklahoma, Texas, TCU, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, going to Oklahoma State, key wins, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma, TCU Tech, Iowa State. Uh, it's it's rare that you see this, but and by the way, T, uh, pardon me, Oklahoma State played UConn, and that is helping. That was a loss, but yeah. they were on the schedule. This is something that Texas Tech has done before, maybe in basketball lately, for sure in baseball. Would you play uh, UNM or somebody like that? Let's say in Canyon, just to get another game like that. And for your for your local fans, would you play? Find somewhere to play them. It wouldn't it wouldn't be a massive stadium or anything. But what's what's the upside? What what are we going for by doing that? Another quad two game. Just to add one to the schedule right now, or are you Not talking now? Like in the like, future? Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess if you can't get them at the USA, surely you get somebody to play you somewhere. Yeah. And it wouldn't have to be there, or or you could come up with some other, you know, multi-team invitational to go to. But just to get one more, if you don't want to do a home and home, if you don't want to do a two and one home and home, in a way, if you don't want to do something like that, find somewhere. I mean, you play games at the Coliseum; that was always cool. Um, but you don't have that anymore. Could you get somebody to meet you in one of your other markets? I know you played one at Dickey's Arena. Maybe yeah. it's going that way, and you play an SEC team. But you think you might be better off doing something like that, like you did with Houston at Dickey's a few years ago. Yeah, uh, San Antonio, maybe uh, something's got to change. Something's got to give on the scheduling. It just it has to improve. I mean, if, if you, you can't get them at home, you got to play them somewhere. If you had two more quad two games and took off two of your quad four games, mm-hmm. even if you go one and one. You're in a much different position. I'm not saying you'd make the tournament with that. No, but... But you're in a much different position now. 100%. Ohio State sucking down the stretch. Um, oh, until Louisville, yesterday when they decided to yeah, show up yesterday right? for the first time in a month. Louisville being the worst Louisville team ever that Louisville's ever played Yeah, with. you're off the hook. I, I mean, you're off the Georgetown, hook on that. Georgetown. But it's the other games being that are so just bad again. really bad. Yeah, but then you, when Louisiana Tech has helped, Eastern yeah. Washington has helped... Both of those programs better than you might might have thought they would be. But it's just... And again, you're a top 25 strength of schedule. So you're not murdering yourself, but you're just putting yourself behind the eight ball. Well, and all of it comes back to one thing. None of it matters if you win in the Big 12. None of it matters if you lose in the Big 12. And I'm, I'm talking about your non-conference. Right. That either way, if it's a good one and maybe you lose some games, you still got to win in the Big 12. It, to to get to the tournament. It's just so yeah. striking that you have West Virginia basically identical in the Big 12 and they have an oppor- a 50% chance and you have a right. 7%. A lot chance. of people have them solidly in the tournament for that matter. 
It, they they might go. They might have six big wins in the Big Twelve and go to the tournament mm-hmm. safely. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's so that's the league this year. So when you when you set up your schedule like you do, you have to win in the Big Twelve. If you set it up like West Virginia, yeah, going going zero nine, yeah, doesn't that okay? That just ends the conversation pretty much on anything else that's happened, right? Non-conference-wise or otherwise. That that killed it. Texter, what do we need to guarantee UT doesn't win the conference? Uh, Kansas wins out. I'll take care of that. And Jayhawks would win. Hottest team in the Big 12 right now. 806-855-3712 for you to join the conversation. Still got plenty of time to uh, hand out some uh, helmet stickers. Sports or non-sports, you tell us what you believe to be true. A lot of tech baseball, basketball being discussed today. And, of course, as the conferences burn and turn, this uh, this week the ACC trying to get into the conversation by uh, going public, at least at two institutions, that we don't like the deal we signed on for. And yeah. we're going to we're gonna do something. Yeah, they're two years late on this uh, recent trend of relocation and realignment. Uh, but ACC fans are catching up. Are they? Here's a here's a Miami fan uh, from Message Board Geniuses. We should find a way to make the ACC attractive for TV audiences. Bringing in Notre Dame is only a half measure. We should find a way to get BYU, West Virginia, TCU, or <laughs> Oklahoma State to join as well. Uh, Good luck. Well, and it's always again funny. two years too late to the party. Is it funny or eye-opening that when other conferences look at the Big 12, it's Baylor and TCU and Oklahoma State. Yeah. Nationally, nobody really right now thinks anything of Texas Tech. No. And I understand that because you've not been good in a decade, but I think that'll turn because you were a national brand in the mid-2000s. But And that was without winning huge. Yeah. That's because you were interesting. You were just weird. Yeah, you were different. Yeah. You were entertaining and weird. And not for nothing, but Oklahoma State just announced a $325 million athletic village program that yeah. they're doing. And they're going to do facilities upgrades across seven sports. And I guess this is in conjunction with the Cameron O'Brate Stadium they just built. O'Brate? Obreit. Was that the old one or the new one? No, the new one is Obreit. Allie so, P. Reynolds uh, was the old one. So that's with Obreit, uh just getting built. I guess they're going to add on to the... There's a photo of the baseball stadium, so I'm assuming they're doing more outside the baseball program. They've been big on the old village thing for 20-some-odd years. Well, apparently they're finally building it. That was what uh, T. Boone Pickens, that was the genesis of or what he it. wanted to yeah. do, was create you know, an Olympic-style village. Hence the, the village term. That's where it comes and then, then you, all this was coming on the heels at the time, and we've gone kind of gone back and forth on this thing. Of we need to integrate the student athlete into the general student population. We don't need, we don't want, you know, Separation, them all yeah. concentrated in one area. That goes against our collegial model, one might say, in the Pac-12. And now it's gone back the whole other way. We don't want them eating with anybody that looks like a normal student. We don't want them studying with anybody who looks like a normal student. We want to know where they are 24-7, and we want them as close to the stadium and the gym as everything is possible. And we have to actually let them go to classes sometimes. We will allow that, but we won't let them hang around very long. Get back into your bubble. 
I'm not a big fan of it, as you can tell. 806-855-3712. We'll get back to your text messages on the other side, our final timeout of the day. What do you believe to be true? Raiderland helmet stickers. We're starting the week off right. Tech baseball, tech basketball in your minds. Give us a holler on the chat line, 806-855-3712. It's a quick timeout. We will wrap up the day quickly with you. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Final segment of the day, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Got you till 1 o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios. Then it is the Rob Bro Show. It's Overreaction Monday. So if you have yet to overreact anything, now is your time. Get ready to overreact. 806-855-3712 on the text line. Got you till 1 on ESPN 960 in San Angelo. Uh, and then, of course, the Rob Bro Show from 1 to 2 on Talk 103.9 FM. If you're outside the area, download the app so you can keep right on listening. Uh, what do you believe to be true every Monday? Raiderland helmet stickers being hand out, handed out, easy for me to say, and then uh, tech baseball, basketball, and whatever you got, we will finish up strong. 806-855-3712. One texter says, Rob, I believe I can't stand Gonzaga. They had their huge conference matchup this past weekend against St. Mary's. So weak. Well documented. I don't want any part of uh, Gonzaga showing up in the uh, showing up in the Big 12 basketball only. And I know we you're going to keep hearing this because Brett Yormark has been adamant, and I don't disagree with this, about monetizing basketball more. That as he comes in and he looks at the, the Big 12 Conference and really college conferences as a whole, and he's seen something that has been lumped in with football, that's been lumped in with everything else, and it's it's not being monetized to the point that he believes it could be. So I get that. I understand that. I understand that narrative. I truly do. But I think I think you can monetize even more without Gonzaga, maybe. Certainly if you bring in Arizona, you got Houston. What more do you need, man? But I do wonder if it is setting up, and it, we're not going to get there overnight, but again, the idea of, I mean, if you have teams that only play basketball and teams that only play football and teams that only do this, the idea of the conference across all sports goes away, and I do think we eventually get to that more and more for different reasons, in that you're doing TV contracts, football only, and then you're going to then you're going to take basketball to market and do a completely different deal for basketball. Well, and that's really the only way that can work. It's already happening. Right, yeah. gymnastics, rowing, swimming, diving, uh, even track and field in some conferences. Right, golf, wrestling. I mean, North Dakota State is a Big Twelve team, right? In wrestling, in wrestling, so they can claim it just as anybody else can oh, because yeah. they're in the Big Twelve. They probably have more Big Twelve championships than uh, well, probably not because Oklahoma State and Iowa State probably dominate. But to my point, yes, and you do have th- one. That's already happening. Uh, it would be a little more of a surprise to see it go further, but you also have BYU, who's already in a basketball conference, and they've been independent. 
you have Notre Dame. Notre Dame with the who ACC. Who has been a half partner with the ACC, doing a half an ACC schedule. Um, and then in COVID, did a full AC schedule, ACC schedule and made the ACC championship game. But it's 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 we have to figure out what the national natural pro- progression is here. It's either that everything blows up and realigns under a new umbrella, or just football blows up, and you have kind of a basketball baseball contract under the NCAA and a new one under football, mm-hmm. or everything blows up, everything's independent, and you need athletic directors for every sport. Well, you basically do have that already uh, in true. a lot of situations. In some, in, at some schools and in yeah. the bigger schools for sure, and you have associate ADs and, and everything else, but it, it is a precarious position, and I don't know it was so precarious two weeks ago, but it is now because... I think we undersold maybe a little bit the Florida State and Clemson stuff because it's not going to change immediately. But it does. But perk it tells your you ears. what's coming. It does perk your ears that we were right, and that Clemson eventually will either want a massive deal with the ACC or they'll leave. And you, you just you're you're unfamiliar, right? We've been in unfamiliar territory for two years. And we might be in unfamiliar territory for the next four or five as well. It's just, not settled. Everything feels like it's a truce right now. That the Big Ten, with Kevin Warren skipping out, that, that they're in a holding pattern. We'll get back to you, Washington. We'll get back to you, Oregon. That, uh, the Big 12 doesn't have to do anything, but could. Certainly the SEC is feeling like they're okay. And then you've got the panic setting in there in the ACC. And as you said, it's not going to be immediate, but it tells you exactly what's going to happen. Florida State telegraphed the move. Clemson's AD telegraphing the move. You want us to stay unequal revenue sharing. Why are we Why are we staying around for this? Rob, I'm old enough to remember when uh, the ACC was part of the alliance. You know? That handshake and eye contact really worked, didn't that it? That Zoom call that they had... Peace in our time. Peace in our time. All right, the Rob Bro Show is coming up, so stay around with him. 806-855-3712. Feel free to overreact to anything I've said during the last two hours. We're back with you tonight, 630-ish. Daily broadcast online, theraiderland.com, and follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Hyatt Media. Big Tour Tuesday show coming up tomorrow. For Rob, I'm Ryan. We'll see you Tuesday in Raiderland. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Town Square Media Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.